Coming up on today's episode of Sports Talk from the Crib, we're recapping the NBA All-Star Weekend, Blake Griffin signing with the Brooklyn Nets, Matt LaFleur apologizing to Aaron Rodgers, only one person's been a franchise tagged in the NFL. Who's next? Let's go. Everybody, welcome to Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. It is Monday, March 8th. Hope everyone enjoyed their weekend. And if you're new here, episodes are airing Monday and Wednesday. And check out the social media networks there at Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Feely Heat Entertainment, as well as the FeelyHeatEntertainment.com, the official website where you will find video segments from the show, merch and sport articles written. So be sure to check that out. And remember, you can listen to the podcast right there on the website, and it's available on every single streaming platform. So let's get into NBA All-Star Weekend. What did you guys think about it? It actually was better than I thought it would be. A lot of the players came out and said they didn't want one. It was not good to have you know the NBA All-Star Game with no fans and everything going on still. But it actually ended up being okay like it was way better than i thought it would be we had team lebron going on against team durant team lebron won 170 to 150 mvp was Giannis with 35 points 16 of 16 from the field he didn't even have a three-pointer he even had a three-pointer where he banked in we all know this guy here now has nba all-star mvp nba mvp and a defensive player of the year. He's only he joins Kevin Garnett and Michael Jordan as the only players to do that. So congratulations to Giannis. You got the MVP, barring that there was no defense in the game. I thought the MVPs were like Dame Lillard and Steph Curry. Those guys were playing lights out. Steph had 28 points on 8 of 16 from 3. Dame had 32 from 8 of 16 from 3. So between the two guys there, they were both on the team of Ron. Between those two guys, there were 16 of 32 combined from three-pointers during the game. And they were hitting them from half court. They were hitting it from the logo. From deep range. So that was pretty cool to see. Team LeBron just pretty much dominated the whole thing. Team Durant had no chance. Look at the just look at the players. I mean, you got Steph, Dame, you got all the big guys, you got Giannis, and LeBron, like, you guys really think you got a chance? But the NBA's, you know, overall all-star game was okay. They had some fun. There was Chris Paul calling out you pass. Steph Curry did too. They were just out there having a good time. And it looked like the players actually enjoyed being there despite the frustration leading up to the actual All-Star game. The skills challenge was actually pretty damn interesting. The big fellas again seemed to really play well in the skills challenge. Sabonis so ended up winning against Vujicic there in the final from Lando. So Sabonis from Indiana Pacers wins it. They were beaten leading up to the finals. They beat Luka Doncic and Chris Paul. Like you would think Luka and Chris Paul would be going at it in the finals. But no, it was the big guys, Sabonis and Vujicic. And Sabonis came out on top there. He won. 
The three-point contest was awesome. That was the best part of the night. The three-point contest was phenomenal. Steph Curry hits the game winner one. <laughs> the final shot. He beats Mike Conley in the finals, 28-27. And he was just, this is not fair. It was pretty cool. They had the Mountain Dew ball for, you know, the uh, three-point shot on two different occasions. They had the money ball rack. So it was interesting. See, I like the concept. It was awesome. Mike Conley had the, he had it. But when Steph Curry goes last, you know, he hit the final shot there, the money ball, and won 28-27 over Mike Conley. Now, this is the disappointing part of the All-Star Sunday. They had a slam dunk contest at halftime of the All-Star game. Yes. And it was all in one night. It wasn't spread out over three days like it usually is. It was all one night. And then they had a slam dunk contest at halftime of the All-Star game. Now, we could have picked anybody for the slam dunk contest. But we had Anthony Simmons winning it. By the judge's choice, as he defeated Obi Toppin, you know, the rookie of for the New York Knicks. It was horrible. It was straight trash. Speak for everybody. It was horrible. It was one of the worst slam dunk contests I've probably ever seen. But there was a bright spot when Anthony Simmons was trying to kiss the rim on that dunk. If he actually kissed the rim, I would have gave it to him. Okay, but he didn't kiss the rim. He attempted it, but he missed, <laughs> but he got the dunk anyways, but he missed kissing the rim. That was the only fascinating part of the whole entire slam dunk contest in my opinion. Because the dunks have been all done before. It was kind of basic. You don't have the high flyers that are in the all-star game that could have put on a heck of a better show. That's what they should have done. Why have these guys when you could have had, you know, the same dunk contest at halftime with the people who were in the all-star game, you would have gotten a whole lot better result. Even LeBron would have put on a heck of a better show than that. And he's never been in it. But anyways, the slam dunk contest was absolutely atrocious. Anthony Simmons gets the trophy. He's the winner, but damn. Let's get into some good NBA news. Blake Griffin is signing with the Brooklyn Nets. Yes, Blake Griffin. You remember that high flyer from the LA Clippers? He's been Detroit last few years. Really hasn't prospered, I guess. He never really wanted to be there. He got bought out of his contract, which the Pistons are going to pay, pay him $29.8 million next year. To not be on the team, talk about banking some money and being blessed to be an NBA player. Something the NFL needs to adopt. Imagine the NFL adopted or allowed this to happen, like the NBA. You're going to make almost $30 million not being on the team. This year in 20 games, he's averaging 20, or excuse me, 12.3 points, 5.2 rebounds, 3.9 assists, and the most glaring stat of them all. Blake Griffin hasn't dunked the ball at all this year. Yes, you heard that right. Blake Griffin, remember Lob City in L.A.? 
But DeAndre Jordan, Chris Paul, yeah. No dunks this year for Blake Griffin. And he's almost it's almost been two years since he actually did dunk a basketball. Like his game now is all outside shooting, three pointers, jump shots. So you know, once in a lifetime, once upon a time, you know, Blake Griffin was dunking on people, jumping out the building, and now he's not even dunking the basketball. But will this move make the Brooklyn Nets automatic finals appearance, final favorites, and to win it all? Is this the finishing piece? And the answer is, without a doubt, yes. Yes, they may not be getting the Blake Griffin from L.A. and that dunked on people and put on a show. They may not be getting that Blake Griffin, but they're still getting a pretty damn respectable Blake Griffin. He's been injury prone the last couple years. The numbers really don't show it, but put him out there with Kyrie, KD, James Harden, and like Joe Harris or Jeff Green with Blake Griffin in the in the five? Look out, people. There's no stopping that. Blake Griffin, you will see a resurgence in Blake Griffin. Deontay Jordan, his former teammate, is there. They they gotta work out something where they make a lot of Blake and he gets his first dunk in a couple years. There's gonna be some kind of play like that, and they're gonna make it happen. I can definitely see it. First game with the crew, he gets his first dunk of the year. And it's like, that's going to happen. Listen, this is NBA Finals champion Brooklyn Nets. If they're all healthy, it's without a doubt a championship. Now, LeBron gets AD back for the Lakers. They're the only team that's going to have a shot at beating them. And it'll be in the finals. No one in the East can match up with the Brooklyn Nets now. Nobody. Who are you going to guard? Who are you going to let take the shot? Every single person is going to be able to take the shot. And they're definitely going to make it. They are going to make you pay. Now, this may not, you know, get the defense back to where you want it. Because Blake Griffin's not known as a defender. So now you got another player that isn't really known for defense out on the court. But I don't even think that matters. Brooklyn all day. The finals favorites. They're my favorites. Unless like two of them get injured. Like KD and James Harden get injured. That'd be the only way they stop this team. Because I think even if one of them gets injured, even if it is a KD or James Harden or a Kyrie, they still got all the firepower in the world to win a championship. That's my take. Let's talk some football. Matt LaFleur, Green Bay Packers head coach, came out now and said, hey, I should have had better communication with Aaron Rodgers and what the plan was during that final possession in the NFC Championship game. They were an offense. Oh, now you want to come out and say this, huh? Oh, it's now Matt LaFleur. Wants to come out and said, hey, the communication should have been better 
with me and my starting Hall of Famer quarterback in the NFC Championship game. You took the ball out of his hands. What do you guys think about this? Aaron Rodgers in his mind thinking, hey, I have four downs, third down incomplete. I got another down to mess with to have a chance for the touchdown and two-point conversion to get back in this game. But Matt LaFleur decided to go with analytics and kick a field goal with two minutes to go in the game against, oh yeah, that quarterback in Tampa who took his talents to Tampa, the GOAT, Tom Brady. You thought you were going to stop him three straight times and get the ball back. <laughs> that is as dumb in itself. You don't ever do that against Tom Brady. So now we had another year in Green Bay where you lose in the NFC Championship game when you have the capability of winning a Super Bowl and you don't get the job done. Matt LaFleur, you're an idiot for this one. You cost the team potentially a Super Bowl appearance and potentially a Super Bowl victory. You could have ruined Tom Brady's plans and go into a new team improvements to the world. Doesn't matter what your age is. Getting to win a Super Bowl could have prevented him from winning one, prevented him from telling the world, ha ha, I told you I could do it without Bill Belichick. You had the opportunity and you got scared and you blew it. Just like everybody else. You go against the GOAT, it's that certain like goosebump feel. He puts it on you and you lose. You get nervous. When TB12 is on the other sideline because he knows he's coming for you and he's going to win. And you blew it, Matt LaFleur. So now coming out with this, oh, communication could have been better. You don't ever take the ball out of your, it's fourth and goal. If you miss it, who cares? That was my whole point with the call. If you miss it on fourth and goal, who cares? They're pinned down in the ten, inside the 10 yard line with the two timeouts and two minute warning. You a lot better chance of stopping them pinned against the goal line than to kick a field goal and give the ball back to them. I just don't understand the rational thinking behind it all. This Green Bay Packers, they blew it for you, Aaron Rodgers. You could have gotten another Super Bowl solidified yourself as one of the greatest of all time. And they took it away from you. Your idiot coach. Now, whether they got a touchdown and possibly missed a two-point conversion, yes, we don't know the exact outcome of the game if it could have all planned out like that. We don't know if, you know, he could have got a touchdown, two-point conversion, all of a sudden stop the Bucks on three and out, and all of a sudden get the field goal and win. Anything could have happened. But if I'd rather take my chances... Aaron Rodgers is my quarterback. If it, if you missed the fourth down, I could say, hey, we went for it. We tried to go for it. It didn't work. We lost the game. I'll be a lot more, you know, satisfied with that. But for you to kick a field goal and get within five points and then give the ball back, because you still need to get a touchdown anyway, what was the point? You blew it. Just admit that you blew it. It was a boneheaded move. 
It reminded me of Wade Phillips. I'll put this up there. It reminded me of Wade Phillips when you start Rob Johnson instead of Doug Flutie in the wild card game, and they had that lateral freaking miracle there for the Tennessee Titans. It's like payback sucks, doesn't it? Karma. That's what you get for making that dumb decision and doing that move. Matt Ford made a dumb decision. This is what you get. You get a loss again in the NFC Championship game. And Tom Brady and the Buccaneers deserve every bit of that championship for this nail, putting the nail in the coffin. That is what you freaking get. Okay, now let's get into the final topic of the day. The franchise tag latest. Who is going to get franchise tag? There's only been one, you know, player that's gotten out there. It's the Denver Broncos safety, Justin Simmons. He's the only player to get franchise tag. As Broncos announced that last Friday. So only one person so far. There's a slew of names that could possibly get franchise tagged. And the thing is right now with the NFL and the NFLPA, it hasn't been finalized yet, the salary cap situation. So we may actually see the franchise tag deadline, which is tomorrow on Tuesday, get pushed back another few days or maybe even a week. And we don't even know because they have to get this finalized because they're looking at the 180 to $182 million range. That's what it looks like the salary cap will be for the new league year. And the new league year starts next week. So they have to get all this figured out and it's causing teams to be very hesitant to actually place the franchise tag on somebody. Now, one of these things we all know the biggest name out there is Dak Prescott. We have Allen Robinson possibly in Chicago. Word is Detroit Lions may let Kenny Galladay be a free agent and not franchise tag him. So those are some big names. We're looking at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and their situation. Will they franchise tag Shaq Barrett, Chris Godwin? Those are two big names they have the option for there in Tampa. Who's it going to be? And with a salary cap situation not really disclosed yet, it looks like we're going to have to wait a little bit longer for some of these names. Now, the only ones, if I'm Chicago, I definitely, I got I got to have somebody to throw the ball to in Allen Robinson. They, those two sides have not even spoken at all this year about a long-term deal or anything. They're trying to get into the Russell Wilson sweepstakes for a quarterback. They're trying to figure out that situation. Will they franchise tag him? Who knows? Who's some big, big names? Dak Prescott is the man that the Cowboys are, they're going to franchise tag him. You're going to see that pop up. $37.7 million, and I'm Dak. I'm not negotiating nothing with Dallas. Because this will be the richest franchise tag in the history of the NFL. Next year, it goes up to $54 million, So that's definitely not going to happen next year. They have to get this deal done. If they don't get it done by tomorrow's deadline, they got a week to get it done. Because they need to have it happen before the new league year. To get an extension done because Dak is going to walk and be a free agent. They won't have so much, like, what are they going to do? They're going to have to get a quarterback because he's not going to resign next year. If they only have, if he plays on the franchise tag this year, he's definitely not coming back. 
and they may have to draft a quarterback this in this year's draft unless they can make out a trade. They're going to have to replace Dak Prescott if they can't work out a long-term deal in the next week. They need to have it happen within the next week. Franchise tag him. Gives you another week of a leeway there. Make it happen. Dak's coming off a big injury. Some questions to that. But listen here, Dallas Cowboys, man. What are you doing? You messed up two years ago where you could have had the deal in place and done with. Dak Prescott, the rumors came out, oh, you wanted Pat Mahomes' money and all those other things. And look at where you're at now. This next few days is going to be so crucial. It's not only Dak's future, but the Dallas Cowboys as a franchise. What their future holds depends on this decision in the coming days. And for all these other franchises, they're on the cusp of whether they put their franchise tag on one of their players. A lot of free agents is going to, it's going to be a big free agency this year. 2021 is going to be the biggest NFL free agency we've seen in a long time. A lot of vets are going to get cut. A lot of people with these high salaries are going to move on from, they're going to eat their dead cap because of the financial situation a lot of these teams have put themselves in going into this year. Chicago, they opted out of the Mitch Trubisky option, and there was word that he were going to franchise tag him and be forced to. But I'd rather franchise Allen Robinson. Are you trading for Russell Wilson? Is that deal going to come out? Is OBJ staying in Cleveland? There's rumors now of him getting out and being traded because of the high salary cap he and Jarvis Landry have each there. Like, I think OBJ is above 15 million, maybe almost 16. Jarvis Landry is around the 12, 13 million dollar range. Like, a lot of teams are looking at these veterans and they're probably going to cut bait with them. We're going to see a lot of surprising releases, trades, and this overall, this free agency is just going to be big. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun leading up to the draft. All the rumors speculating there. We're just not going to see a lot of players get franchise tag. I'm going to call maybe six teams make the decision. Out of the 32, I only think about six of them are going to actually place the franchise tag on somebody. You got the Cowboys with Dak. I think the Bucks. they may go Chris Godwin if it's a franchise tag. There's rumors that Tom Brady's trying to make an extension to make... One of those guys actually get a deal done and then franchise tag the other. So that's a possibility. Chicago with Allen Robinson. I guess the Carolina Panthers is where they're going to franchise their right tackle. I mean, there's going to be little franchise tags here and there. But overall, like I'm only thinking maybe six teams are really going to place the tag. And that's it. And that'll do it for today's episode. I want to thank you all for joining me here on Sports Talk from the Crib with your favorite sports host, Tanner Christian. Be sure to check out the official website at feeltheheatentertainment.com. That's feeltheheatent.com for the sport articles, news, and updates regarding the show, the merchandise. Be sure to subscribe. Got a lot of perks for subscribing on the website. All you need is an email address. We get a monthly newsletter. We got a free digital magazine coming out we're getting giveaways 
promo codes, you name it, we're here. Be sure to check out the social media networks that from Feely Heat Entertainment on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We'll get some video segments up there for you all to see. Thank you all for joining me again. Catch you all on Wednesday. Peace out.